Hey, it's Robin Ellie here from Heart Square, and welcome to the very first episode of the Heart Square podcast. We're really excited to start our podcast series and bring you some interesting and insightful discussions. So, Rob, what have we got lined up for our first podcast? Thanks, Ellie. Yeah, so the first podcast features uh, three of the Heart Square team. We've got Billy, Laura, and Sarah Jane. Um, they're going to reflect and talk about the, the turbulent year that we're coming towards the end of and that kind of buzzword of unprecedented times that we're living in. They're going to explore some of the lessons they've learned through the move to remote working um, and how they've been able to talk about how they're going to be able, been able to continue to deliver their projects remotely. Interestingly as well, Laura and Sarah Jane joined HeartSquare just a few weeks before the first national lockdown in 2020. So they've really only had a few days in the office. So they actually provide some really interesting thoughts and perspectives on what it's like to join a new team remotely. So that's enough from us, I guess, and we'll just get started into the first episode. We hope you enjoy. Billy, uh, I'm one of the business change consultants here and I'm joined by uh, SJ and Laura and today we're going to be talking about working from home and starting a new job remotely um, and comparing it to my experiences. I've been here uh, nearly three years now. So I'll kick off with the first question. Um, and how did you guys find settling in and, and sort of judging an organisational culture when you first started at, at Heart Square? So SJ, I know you joined just before, before Laura. So how did you find that sort of settling in period? And then obviously we were in lockdown a couple of weeks pretty much after that yeah so I joined Heart Square um, at the beginning of March and then of course we went into lockdown on the 21st um, previous to just joining I attended a away day um, company away day which gave me a really good opportunity to meet everybody in the organization um, so it's quite a rare opportunity I think those away days don't come around very often and certainly not in COVID times so I feel very fortunate that I had those touch points with everybody, um, met everybody from Glenda right through to um, marketing and, and all of the business change consultants, as well as the senior consultants. So in terms of judging organizational culture, I, I liked it. It was great. <laughs> it was fun. Um, they asked you know, questions about from the, the team about thoughts about what you want for the future and you know what's not working and there was a lot of like high level of engagement with the with everybody which I really liked and really appreciated so I had a good opportunity to sort of have a sort of make a bit of a judgment I suppose on on that culture prior to really getting into the role and then I would say like throughout the rest of the time I've spent and being remote it's been quite difficult to hold on to that and um, not having that face-to-face -face contact you know having some mechanisms in place but it was very easy to become quite detached I suppose from that initial experience that I had just purely because we weren't together um, but you know priorities change and things change and then things are coming back around to what I saw I suppose in, in that original away day as we learn to how to handle better how we're working and the new situation and it's not new anymore it's now how we are and um yeah it's uh it's been tricky it's been sort of highs and lows but definitely coming back around a year later almost to where we were in that away day and i'm um confident that i'm seeing more of that culture that i saw in person yeah and i suppose that's a good point that you did have that away day and i remember that and 
think when I started, it was the same. You know, you go on quite an intense induction period. So, you know, you get to go out and shadow people and, and, and sort of interact with different consultants at different levels. So I suppose, Laura, you had even less time than, than SJ to, to fit in. I think it was maybe a week in, of shadowing and then straight into to lockdown. How did you find it? Do you have a similar experience to SJ or was it even probably even harder for you? Yeah, I mean, it was definitely different to, to SJ's experience. Um, really annoyingly, I couldn't attend that same away day because I was on holiday. And I obviously, if I knew now um, how important it would have been, I would have done everything possible to get there. But um, I did manage three whole days in the office with, uh, with the team. Um, I think on the first day, there were a couple of people in there. The second day, it happened to be one of the HeartSquare sort of company days when everyone comes together anyway. So I met all but one member of the team, which was really, really good. Um, just about, you know, put names to faces and things like that. And then there happened to be some leaving drinks that night that Oksana had invited me to, which I'm really grateful for because um, I actually got to see everybody interacting in a more natural setting as well. So it helped reinforce actually who everybody is and, and how they fit into the organisation, but also see people in a sort of less formal light and see how, see a little bit of the culture there. So I did get a kind of a, a glimpse, um, but then yeah, by the Monday we were locked down. So um, I did have opportunity to shadow, but it was pretty much um, you know, through through Teams, through Zoom, and then we had kind of a few informal um, sessions around that. So um, had quite a lot of mentoring at the beginning, and um, was kind of paired with different consultants just to sort of catch up with them that way. So I was at all of my kind of relationship building was done completely artificially. It was like through a screen um, and, you know, here's someone, you've got 15 minutes to kind of chat to them. So it was definitely slower um, than it would have been ordinarily to get to know people. Um, and I know one thing that I've kind of spoken to people about uh, or reflected on about my experience was um, kind of judging a room and the social etiquette via, via Teams. That's been yeah. one of the challenges that I've had. So it's much easier when you're all together in person to sort of pick up on humour or you know, interest and things like that. But when you are looking through a screen and there's 20 of you on a Monday morning catch-up call, you've got 30 minutes, I found myself quite sort of um, quiet compared to normal. I'm feeling like I, I just don't know, I don't know the dynamics here. So is this a free-for-all chatting session? Mm. Is this, you know, um, Rob's giving us headlines of what's going on or what's coming up that week and everyone stays quiet? Um, how do we use the chat as the team? Do we chat away about our weekends and things like that? Do people keep in touch on WhatsApp? Do people want to have lunch breaks and things? So I was kind of trying to suss all this out at the beginning, um, yeah. you know, over a screen. And I guess it would have been so much easier if I'd had, if we'd been in an office, because I could have seen like, okay, people tend to go to the pub on Thursdays or people quite often have walk and talk sort of coffee breaks and that's when they catch up. Um, so yeah, it was definitely harder than it would have been um, in, in the old world to mm -hmm. to get to know people and sort of, get those social relationships in place. Um, but as Esther says, they like looking back almost a year on, they're there now. Yeah. We've got um we've had lots of mechanisms put in place over the last year to like ensure that we have the formal and the work oriented to catch ups, but also the downside. Um and dare I say, you know, the American expression, the water cooler chats. Yeah. Um, which are actually so important and you know difficult to replicate um over over screen. But just as valuable yeah I think that's a, I think that's a very good point it's those coffee breaks like you say or those water cooler moments those sort of private not private but those chats you can have otherwise you know at the moment or certainly early on I felt that you know even if you just wanted to catch up a call can seem quite formal 
So, you know, I used to catch up with lots of different people at different points if we're all in the office. But if I felt like I could call someone out of the blue, we're all so busy, it would seem quite formal. Uh, and if I felt like that for you guys starting new, it must have been as equally challenging. But like I say, I think things have improved quite a lot on that front over the last six months to a year. And I think we've all adapted to, to putting in place situations to have those sort of social situations where you can talk comfortably and start to understand different different quirks and how people people work from a, from a heart square perspective. Um, I don't know, in terms of managing projects then uh, and moving on to that topic, I suppose, away from the, the social scene settling into an organisation as well as that, you're then having to interact with clients um, remotely. How did you find, and I know both of you have worked um, remotely before, so was that as big a challenge as you maybe thought? You know, I think that the social side is obviously very challenging, but what about starting working with clients remotely? I think we both got the same answer on this one. Uh, we chat about this quite a lot. Um, no, absolutely. That was a breeze compared to the rest of it. Um, so we, as you say, we've both got experience managing projects or working with remote teams and um, with teams overseas. I think we both came from sort of American organisations. So that for us was really familiar. Um, you know, talking to people and never having met them, um, having to suss out personalities and, and ways of working completely over screen or over email. Um, so that was the, the familiar part of the role um, and you know, going back to what we said about before, it was the social side and the bonding with yeah, colleagues yeah. that was definitely the unfamiliar side for me. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it, it, was, it was much easier in comparison to settling into an organisation or settling into a client or a couple of clients for me. Yeah, no, I, think that's, I think that's a very good point. And SJ, did you feel, feel exactly the same in terms of, I suppose you had a bit longer to shadow, but did you feel the same in terms of when you were actually starting a new project, it was remote? Yeah, so same as similar to what Laura said, I had experience working remotely, reporting to remote teams, managing remote teams, um, including time difference and things like that. So when it came to actually being remote, I feel that Laura and I were really well equipped to just mm. handle it. Um, I felt like, yeah, this is familiar. Um, and this is okay and this feels comfortable. I think the, the hardest part was the connection with colleagues and the connection yep. with the organisation rather than the sort of connection with clients aspect um, for me. And I mean, HeartSquare were really well equipped to work remotely. If you think like the sort of traditional model is maybe Billy, you can tell us more about that actually, but you know, you would spend some time in the office and then some time at client sites so you were sort of remote anyway it's just that you had your client um face to face whereas I suppose with Laura and I managing those projects remotely we didn't need that and we weren't used to that um in the same way but yeah Heart Square were really well equipped to work remotely had all the infrastructure in place laptops SharePoint all of that good stuff to enable that to be a lot more seamless than what it could have been and what a lot of organisations have um, experienced over the course of the last year. Yeah, no, I think that's good. Uh, Laura? Yeah, just um, something that I was thinking about when SJ was talking is that um, actually what I really do miss from, from past experience of managing a project remotely is having a colleague by my side to then talk to that project mm. about. So even if I'm handling the project myself, it's mine, um, my colleague doesn't really know anything about it. Just having someone within arm's reach that you can say, oh, you know, I've come across this challenge. Have you had this before? Or like, 
I'm struggling to, you know, to handle this or I'm struggling with um, connecting with my team or whatever it might be. And just having someone there that can say, oh, yeah, I've got a solution for that. Or I know how you feel. I feel frustrated about that, too. Or just someone that listens to you and says, yeah, get it out, get it out. You know, it, it's fine. It's normal. It's teething pains. Um, mm. So it's, it's again, not the uh, not having the client to hand isn't a big issue, but not having just someone there and available that you can just turn to and say, you know, how would you handle this? Have you had this? Yeah. And when we do have those instances, um, albeit like remotely uh, with Hunt Heart Square, they are so useful. I mean, they've, they've, they've been a game changer for me. So just having um, people say, you know, I, I know what you're talking about or, yeah, that's really normal. Or, um, in fact, I had that last week and I have a solution that will help you. They just, um, you know, instantly solve that problem. But yeah. it took a while to... I think um, you know, to ultimately be people to open up and say, you know, I'm I'm, I'm having these problems, or um, maybe just for people to get into the habit of, of sharing a bit more. But now that we have mechanisms in place where there's kind of people available at all times just to, to talk to, I've really noticed an improvement on that side. Yeah, I think I think that's a very good point. And and coming back to SJ's question around how you know, around sort of how it used to be, sort of you know, old old world if you like, and. No, I think you're right. Half square is very well placed. We've all got laptops. We, you know, we're all fairly flexible. We never were in one place at one time. I think the biggest challenge for me personally was almost continued to demonstrate that value. So, you know, when you're on site, clients can clearly see the value. But I think at the start, initially, it was about trying to continue to prove that you can add value remotely for our, for our clients, especially where you've got existing relationships. I think to me that was a challenge, and I think actually, Laura, I agree with you it's it's not necessarily the remote aspect of it but it's having that support so when we're all in you know an office we can chat around some of the challenges and I think we've definitely got better as a group and as an organization supporting each other with those challenges but for me certainly it was hard to adapt to you know being on client site most of the time to then just being at home and learning to adapt and, and learning to, to have you know teams meetings and, and calls and and getting trust out of your client that way um, I suppose one of the the things for me was I actually didn't have any you know I started new projects remotely I didn't have to sort of carry on a lot of my old projects some of them had finished before we went into lockdown so actually starting a new project with people you'd never met before that was certainly a new challenge I think to build up that trust build up that rapport um, so how would you you know what would you say to someone starting a new project if people have never met is one of the critical aspects of building up that relationship with with people because that's something I certainly found tough at the start is you know, how can you get that relationship with people you've never met before um, Laura do you want to yeah I've actually taken a similar approach to um, building a relationship with clients as I had with my colleagues at Heart Square so my my kind of step one is I try and find out something personal about them so it can be anything from you know whereabouts do they live are they London based um do they have a hobby just something so going back to that initial um leaving drinks session that I had on my second day just grabbing something a takeaway from everyone so like okay I know that Billy uh, um Billy's getting married cool I've got a way to talk to Billy or I know that um you know SJ's living outside London at the moment okay I've got a thing to talk to her about and then from there when you do to talk to them about work things so you have a, a work talk, uh, conversation or you have a uh, workshop or something with them you just have a more natural way to start the conversation which is like um you know any any update on the wedding which probably isn't the best question to ask um this year or or something about you know how are things where you're living or how's it you know having a bit more outdoor space where you are not being in london 
And I found that that was a really good way to just mimic uh, normal relationship building. So I try to an extent and do that with my clients. And I, f- I find a good one, which I actually learned from Helen, is just to start meetings by saying, where is everyone? And yeah. it just, I guess, it just makes it all feel a little bit more normal. And then you have an icebreaker. And then again, you have something, an intro to go into with them. So if they happen to say, oh, I'm actually, um, I'm you know on the coast, I'm down in Brighton. Next time you speak to them, you mention that and they know you've remembered it and it sort of opens up the conversation. It, it brings some familiarity into the conversation and it helps you build that kind of artificial bond that we're having to do over the screen. Yeah, I think that personal element is something that's definitely so important and you can, you're right actually, and you can still build that up remotely. And I think that's really important. It's not just a call and, you know, we are there as a, as a partner as well as, you know, obviously our aim is to support them, but it is about building that, that trust and building those relationships and it, it can be done remotely as well. SJ, would you say the same in terms of your experience of starting new new projects with people you've never met? Yeah, quite similar, really. I mean, I don't have problems with talking. <laughs> I don't have problems asking questions. And I love getting to know people. It's I'm very people-focused and people-centric and people fascinate me. And I'm, would, you know, happy to talk about someone's holiday if given the chance like I I love that kind of stuff and so I think I try to approach it very open very honest very transparent and try and you know bring a bit of light to some some potentially dark moments and difficulties and just to kind of sometimes call the situation out for what it is to just break the ice a little bit and just say look we are or remote and you know we are aren't likely to meet so and just trying to have a bit more effective communication because you can't pick up on those visual cues like you can uh, and those sort of subtle body language things and that vibe I suppose in a room that you you can Mm. when you're in person so I try to approach things in a way to try and set the scene a little bit for how I am so people can kind of also warm to me as well as me understanding how that person works or what's kind of makes that person tick at the same time so it's just trying to find sort of ways to to build that yeah personal relationship in a way that's not sort of confrontational that's very like easy um and I find that that's how I get the best out of people but it is definitely tricky with a screen in between teams makes things easier when you can see people you know on video right I always try and get people to be on video where they can, um, you know, bandwidth permitting, um, just to be able to have that face-to-face contact, even with a screen in between. Yeah, I think that's that's actually a very good point and very important. I think, I think having... another one... Oh, sorry, Billy. I know, no, go for it. I was going to say, I think another thing that's been important, um, particularly this year, is kind of finding out a little bit about people's um, home lives. So, you know, if, if they've offered that they've, uh, you know, the information they've got kids or their homeschooling kind of remember that information and always take it into account when you are working with them so we we know we, we know from our colleagues at heart square that a lot of people are challenged uh, are challenged and are juggling you know not just working remotely but also they've got kids at home maybe they've got multiple kids of different ages they're trying to homeschool you know two different people at the same time um i know people who've got um sort of shortage of, of laptops and stuff at home so they weren't expecting um you know to have to be homeschooling especially again now so they are suddenly without a laptop, not always as available to, to join to join meetings or to review documents and um, things like that. So just knowing that and knowing people's challenges and 
being sort of anticipating them a little bit so being able to say to someone you know are you okay for this time or yeah. or, or you know if you need to leave halfway through or if your kids come in that's absolutely fine and just kind of making it a really safe environment and acknowledging you know that we we know that there are additional challenges going on here and you're not expected to you know close the door on your your other role or other priorities during this meeting that you are you know it's perfectly fine for your children to, to walk in with a question or it's perfectly fine for you to, if you need to leave because they're having an issue with their homeschooling and yeah. just yeah I guess having that kind of um compassionate side and and letting people uh, you know letting people know that it's perfect it's perfectly okay to bring that to the meeting bring that to the project and actually knowing up front will always help yeah I think it's that it's that flexibility isn't it you know a year ago if someone said can I bring my child into a meeting we all would have been like probably not but now you're right I think it's that flexibility and understanding that every situation especially our clients are all working at home as well and probably a lot of them are are similar to us and therefore similar you know not had to work from home before and do their day job and often a lot of what we're doing is is, is a project as well so I think you're right I think that's that element of, of flexibility um SJ honestly it's one of my favorite things when you've got a workshop and there's a baby there's a cat there's a dog there's someone's in the middle of a storm and there's all sorts going on and it it's a bonding experience when people are able to show or share their vulnerabilities, um, mm -hmm. share those kind of bits of their home life that, you know, they're keeping an eye on their three-year-old who's they're homeschooling on the, you know, chair next to them and trying not to disrupt the meeting. And, and I'm just thankful that they're in the meeting, yeah. that they're, they, they're looking after their child, you know, that they've shared the situation and that they're in the meeting anyway and able to balance that and are prioritizing it as well as having to, bring up their child you know and those are some wonderful moments I think I've had, definitely had over the last year seeing that side of people and mm. it does help to bring that sense of we're all in it together yeah which I, I think is is really really important in this at, at this time yeah I was going to say it definitely feels like we're all collectively in this you know it's not just us working from home and 99% of our clients are also experiencing the same thing so I think we can definitely empathize with them um i suppose moving forward then you know hopefully there'll be a new normal coming how do you guys think you know when we emerge from this and we go back to a form of, of office-based work how how do you guys think you know you'll adapt to, to working for HeartSquare, you know on on client site um and i suppose what, what do you think are some of the things that we should keep from the last year in terms of ways ways of working I think, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Well, you know, I think I, I don't see it at the moment where it's going to be five days back on 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 site and in an office. But I think there'll definitely be a hybrid approach in the future. So, yeah, what do you think the challenges and opportunities are for for that? I think opportunity definitely. You know, everything we've just said about um, openness and maybe like taking down some of those formal barriers that we would used to have in projects. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, even if we go back to a model where we are um commuting into an office again or we are sort of half office based people still have families and they still have their kids at home and they're still worried about their parents now all those challenges won't go away so i think maybe if we can carry over some of that um because i i'm sure you both had it where like a deadline's been missed on a project and you're frustrated or disappointed about it but if you knew the reason behind it you know it's been missed because oh i know that, that person's juggling something in their personal life right now or i know that they they have commitments with their kids and i totally understand where you know 
why that's happened you just I think your approach to it and your response to it is so much better so I hope that we can carry over some of that openness and yeah kind of like vulnerability as SJ said mm. and just like not go back into sort of right back in office back in um sort of shoots again and, and we can't ever talk about that time at the you know the, the your child was climbing all over the computer screen yeah. or whatever. I hope that we remember um remember that and that we also take some of the strength I guess from this period forward and say like we can we can do anything because we've just delivered projects we've just implemented CRMs we've implemented websites we've done all of this we've done UAT completely remote so yeah. we can deal with a power cut in the office or we can deal with you know some resourcing issues because we've dealt with furlough and we've dealt with people staff being off sick um so yeah from a positive side I'm hoping that we, we take forward our, our learning and you know don't just sort of say no yeah we're free again COVID's not a massive worry let's just forget that whole year or two years and and move forward I hope we we learn from it and carry it up carried on yeah I agree I think there's certainly a lot of positives that you know in the challenges that we've had this year and I think one example for me would be you know we can do work with organizations that are not in London or you know not even close to London so we could work with organizations in Bristol or Scotland or Northern Ireland you know I think I think those are the opportunities as well is that actually you know we don't have to be there face to face actually we can broaden broaden out some of the clients we work with and I think I think you're right I think there's a lot of opportunities and a lot of positive in terms of the resilience that we've all built up over the last year. SJ what do you, do you think as well in terms of you know managing projects on site in the future? Yeah I think um, I guess it depends how the sector responds um, mm. you know the, the sector's in a in a bad way a lot of um, a, a huge loss of income to the sector um, over the last year. And so, you know, how the sector responds to that as we come out of COVID, I think will guide to a degree how we then facilitate our projects. But I think we've proven time and time again that we can do things remotely, um, as you've both said, like we, we can. So I'd, I'd be curious to know what things are maybe doing a retrospective about um, the COVID times, I suppose about what's not worked mm. so what are the opportunities to actually when do we need to be on site what hasn't worked being remotely has you know is it that a kickoff meeting must be done in person and you would all come together for that but then you know other aspects of a project will continue to be run remotely because we know they absolutely work mm. um so it's those kinds of opportunities so that where perhaps being remote hasn't worked as well like it's worked but maybe it's not the most effective way of doing something and mm -hmm. I'd say sort of identifying what those are picking those out as those moments where you do all come together so say our clients are decide to work remotely or to have a hybrid approach as well like how can we connect with our clients in some areas of a project maybe or some aspects of a project and not in others because we know it's fine so that's yeah. what I'd like to see, I think, just a bit of a, a retrospect about what's worked really well, what's not, work, what's not worked as well, and where those opportunities are to connect face-to-face -to, -face to, bring, to bring those people together at the moments where they really need to be brought together and knowing that the rest can be de delivered remotely and well for everybody's benefit. Yeah, I, I know. I think that's a very good idea. And I think, like you say, I think there's some... There's some things that have probably been challenging and maybe not gone as well, certainly on the client side. 
but I think you learn and adapt as you go. You know, a year ago, managing a complete project remotely would have been so alien for me. I know not for you guys, but I think I've taken quite a lot from this year. And it's like, what can we learn and, and make better going forward? And I think that flexibility is really important. Um, I suppose coming to the end, but what I would ask you both is, I suppose, what's your main main takeaway from from the last year? And I suppose what are your your hopes and and vision for this year in terms of working? Um, you know, if you had one aim for this year, what would it be in terms of, of working at Hardsquare or on a project? I'll put you on the spot there a little bit, but I'll, I'll go. <laughs> so in terms of takeaway, I think um, one of mine has been I've learned that um, rigid sort of nine to five schedule doesn't even doesn't always work for me. Mm. Um, and that, you know, um, sometimes I need to have a long walk over lunch to kind of process what's happened in the morning and plan for my afternoon. Sometimes I'm on a roll at 6 p.m. and I just keep going. And that's if that's OK with me, I think that's fine that I could do that. There are days when I wake up and think I don't have any meetings for the next few hours. I'm not in the headspace to jump into writing an ITT or, or writing up workshop notes or or um, you know, reviewing a proposal. So I'm going to step away from my desk and, and start that at 10 or something like that. So I really like that flexibility. I think it's helped me work better. Um, I think my time is being used more efficiently and more effectively. And I think you know the results are better from a work point of view, but also I feel better. So yeah. definitely, I want to carry that um, forward. And you know, even if we do go back to a fully on-site model or a hybrid model to, to move that forward. So you know, if a meeting doesn't need to be done in a meeting room, um, have a walk, mm. or you know, you go for a walk around the park with your client, your colleague, whoever it is, and just kind of share ideas or bounce ideas each off each other. Then, um, and as you say, if people are not uh, geographically in the same area as you like have the flexibility where you can talk to them on the phone or or sort of not just go back to the old routine for the sake yeah. of it yeah no i think that's all yeah i agree completely uh, sj i think one of my biggest takeaways from the last year is that i'm so adaptable like more adaptable than i give myself credit for i'm a lot more resilient than i give myself credit for i can get through all sorts of things and be alone sort of living alone being alone all at the same mm. time and, and I'm actually really a lot stronger than I than I thought I was and I need to remember that um, especially sort of a more difficult stages of a project um, that you know we have all managed to get through the last year you know it's it's going to be okay we're going to get through this and it's temporary um, is a, is a key thing I, I need to remind myself at times when it does get really tough um for the next year what i'd like to see um is more kind of on-site working with colleagues yep. so i'd like the opportunity to be in an environment at some point with colleagues at heart square to to kind of more establish those relationships that we've been building over the last year in that face-to-face capacity you know going out yeah one day for a team lunch would be lovely you know and and being able to bounce off ideas just to further improve how I'm managing my projects remotely with clients I would like I really like to see that happen this year yeah how no, about you I, Billy yeah I agree actually I think getting getting back to having client uh, getting back to having colleagues and working with colleagues on site so we can you know, bounce ideas of each other 
I think that's my, you know, I do, I do miss being in an office. So I do think having, I think having that hybrid approach um, and learning lessons from this year, I think for me, but yeah, I think getting back to, to, to a level of working collaboratively um, in person with both colleagues and clients is something I'm looking forward to, but taking some of the lessons that we've learned from this year. Um, but I think, you know, you've both been here nearly a year. And I think you've both done an incredible job in terms of settling in and being part of the team. So hopefully we can do this in person at some point um, in the future. But thank you very much. Well, maybe we'll have a Christmas party in 2021. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Wild idea. No, let's be more optimistic. Let's say, um, you know, we'll, we'll be back in a beer garden or something in the summer. I like that. Yeah. Thinking, summer yeah. picnic. Big, big. We can film the next one of these in the summer. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> So we really hope you enjoyed this episode. Hopefully it's provided you with a bit more of an insight on how we have adapted to remote working and perhaps you have faced similar challenges and experiences to us. So Rob, what did you think of the episode and what would your takeaways be? Thanks, Ellie. Yeah, I thought that was really interesting. Actually, it's good to hear the guys talking about what they've been through, you know, both in respect of moving to remote working um, and also the, yeah, the piece Laura and Sarah Jane talking about joining joining us during this time and, and working remotely from the start it was really yeah it's really insightful actually there's a lot in there um, in terms of takeaway I think you know it's that piece was reflective talking about lessons learned uh, but the takeaway really is that there's you know there is another change coming right around the corner hopefully this summer um, we'll see a yeah a change in the way we work and the way we, we interact and that and uh, yeah now's the time to start planning for it yeah it's interesting that um yeah it will all sort of be disrupted again so uh really interesting to see how we all react to that as well so i think that brings our first episode to a close if you did like this episode be sure to leave us a review and even better still subscribe to our podcast to get notified of the latest episodes don't forget you can follow us on linkedin and twitter as well by searching heart square where you can find lots more content on themes of leadership digital culture and capability We look forward to seeing you on the next episode.